Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. We go back to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, and we bring in the pride of New Paris. Clayton Murphy is in the building. Clayton, how you doing today? What's going on? Hey, man, I'm doing doing well. Uh, you know, you know, we talked about. I think we talked to you uh, during the World Championships, and I think we also talked to you right after the, the uh, Rio Rio Olympics. You are Olympic uh, bronze medalist. Um, what do you do with your medal? Is it is it around? Is it is it for display? Do you wear it out? What what, what do you do when you get your bronze medal? I had it tucked away. Um, it's been a couple of places, different places tucked away, um, usually in a pretty safe spot in the house. Uh, it does not come out very often. <laughs> once every couple months it comes out. That's, what, that's uh, uh, Not very often does it come out. Wow, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd say, like, it, you know, uh, it, I mean, it's a little different. I got a state championship ring. It's not like it's like uh, it's a high school ring. It's not like, uh, you know, uh, representing the whole entire you know United States of America or anything like that, but yeah, the bronze medal could be definitely a uh, a conversation starter, uh, especially when you yeah. got people over. Uh, now, I believe your your wife is a is a a track athlete as well. Yeah, she's a multi time NCAA champ, one of the most decorated high school California sprinters of all time, uh, multi time All American World Championship medalist. She's got just as many accolades or more than me probably to be honest so so all right so th- this is must be great because you know i just got married um and my wife is uh she's in much better shape than me um she's like uh like 110 pounds or something she's so t- she's a tiny little person now see i'm huge because i used to play football and and like i like eating do you guys keep each other in in like you know, in, in good eating habits. Like, do you guys check each other? Do you guys look at each other like, hey, babe, uh, we just had some uh, you know, some good Italian food. Uh, how's about we get, we'll get ice cream? Does one, <laughs> does one of you kind of be like, no, you can't have ice cream today. You already know we have to work out or something like that. <laughs> so she retired uh, like 2018, 2019. She officially like retired. So right. She's, she's she's getting to live the life of a retired athlete now. Oh. And then just look at me and be like, hey, you shouldn't be eating that. But, hey, I'm going to go ahead and eat it anyway. Wow. And you really want to eat it like it's on you. Like, So <laughs> there's for sure those conversations where, like, she'd be like, I want this. And I'd be like, well, I really don't need that. But you know what? <laughs> Screw it. I went ahead and eat it with you because I don't want you to be eating, you know, Chick-fil-A on your own. Like, I'm going to order Chick-fil-A with you. So, I, yeah. It's just Chick-fil-A, right? It's, I thought Chick-fil-A was good for you. Like, I thought it's it was just Chick-fil-A. It's better than a lot of things. It's better than a lot of things. Let's put it that way. <laughs> 
well, uh, well, Clayton, you you are um, you are racing tonight, and I, I believe it's what is it called, the Guardian Classic, Guardian Mile, yeah, Guardian Mile, Guardian Mile, yep, yep. And, and so, you know, talk about the difference between um, running on a track, right? Running track, and rather you just running on a track and doing your laps around and you're racing uh, on in that venue. And how does that compare to running a, a road race? You know, you're actually running through the streets of uh, of downtown uh, Cleveland. How do those two races differ? And, and do you have to prepare for them in a different way? Yeah, I think there's like three big differences. Like one is just like you don't really know where you're at in the race. Like uh, when you're on the track, you know exactly how far you're into the race and how far you have to go. You know, just based on, you know, I look around the track and be like, this is easy math. Like I can do this. When you're on the road, a lot of times there's only like three or four markers during the race to know in the vicinity of where you're at with like into the race and left. So it's a lot of guessing kind of, of of when to move or when to do bad things. And then kind of off of that is like on the track, you kind of have to be on the rail a little bit more because you want to run the shortest distance. We're in a road mile, especially when you're in these races, like where it's a straight line, you kind of run wherever you want on the road. You know, you kind of be on the left, the right, and you're kind of not running any further than anybody else. So there's kind of a little bit of a, um, everybody's kind of moving all over the place compared to where you're on the track trying to run a fast race. Everybody's kind of in the line on in lane one and, and running in a straight line, trying to run as fast as possible. Yeah, that a road race to me. I, I would. I, I always see people right, uh, and uh, they're running down the street and running different places. And I, I always think to myself, "There's no way I could do that. I, I would rather run on a treadmill." I would. And some people say I I can't do that because I feel like I'm running on a, on a uh, hamster wheel, like just nothing to see. Um, in in these types of of races, what is like? Um, do you would you say you have an advantage in in on a track, or would you say you like? doing the, the road races like do you would see today in cleveland i think they're just two different animals for me um i'm in the middle part of my season here so i've had the first half um and then i'm getting ready to head over to europe and in like two weeks and, and kind of hit hard in the track half of my second half of my season this is kind of a nice breakup for me um i'm more focused on the 100 and these miles are kind of a way for me to to get really good training in and race against some of the best athletes and, and have fun with like the sport that I do and grind every day. Mm-hmm. So, so these to me are, are completely different than what I look at a track. I don't, I don't take a whole lot from these and I don't put a, uh, a whole heck of a lot into these, but I'm for sure ready to run. Um, but it's one of those things where the focus is on the track and these kind of are, are a fun way to, to do something different, mix it up a little bit, put on some different shoes and race against some different guys. Uh, talking to Clayton Murphy on the North Olmstead uh, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. He's the Olympic bronze medalist, uh, you know, uh, been to national championship, national meets, one of the most decorated guys coming from the University of Akron around here, as well in Northeast Ohio, a uh, guy from New Paris. Now, I always talk, you know, I, I talk to Spencer sometimes, and, and I'm, I like track to, to – I like the, the sprints, right? A lot of people, yep. you know, love the sprints. Um, you know, guys are, are look like they're no Lyles, Lyles um, Knighton is a couple of extra guys that are that are really um, Knighton, especially being 18 years old. You know, rub, running in the 19 sub 20s is crazy to me. Uh, Noah Lyles looks like he's the next guy up, and then you know, uh, got a woman like uh, Shakiri Richardson is, is, a, is another individual who has a name and, and wants to compete, especially against the Jamaican girls who are really doing uh, that where they're dominating at this point, but. Um, we talk about how you go about growing the sport and, and being, I, I guess, an ambassador. Um, so you started a, a YouTube channel um, uh, in, in, in hopes of just shedding light on 
um, shedding light on the track and, and field and trying to grow the sport. Uh, tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel, uh, what it does and what you're trying to do as a purpose of your YouTube channel. Yeah, I started it um, as a fun way to kind of uh, grow my brand, and it kind of switched into more or less shedding a light on what life's like as a pro athlete, um, what life's like as a middle distance, one of the best in the world. There's not a whole lot of uh, a lot of secrecy when it comes to um, my my part of the sport and how we train and what we do and, and what workouts we do. And I kind of wanted to pull back the curtain on that, and uh, it ended up being a really good way for me to connect with some young athletes in high school and even younger and all the way through college and, and younger pros in a way to kind of um, share some information and some tips and, and just the way that I approach things um, and races and, and different things. And I, I, I ran in Pittsburgh last night in a road mile, and I think I had six or seven high school athletes come up to me and said, I, your YouTube channel motivated me to do this or the way that you ran this and explained it in your YouTube channel, I changed this mentality and it ran faster. So that's the kind of stuff now that I enjoy out of it. Um, my personal brand is great. Like that's kind of become a second part of it. But just being able to connect with young athletes and share my story and how I kind of came through the ranks um, to where I am today and how it, and what it took. Yeah, well, and let's, let's drill down on that a little bit. When you're talking about the situation um, with, with how you train, um, most people see how, you know, athletes train in terms of um, football, basketball, baseball. They know that they do weightlifting and all these different things. Um, in, in as far as you're concerned, um, how is your regimen? How do you break down your regimen? And is what's the, what? What would you say is the most important thing? Um, and when you're talking about uh, that, makes a successful uh, track athlete. Uh, I think to say one thing is tough. I think for me, it's about doing everything at least a little bit. Um, a little bit in the weight room, a little bit of core, a little bit of sprints, a little bit of distance, a little bit of recovery this way, a little bit of massage, a little bit of ice bath. If you kind of mix everything into a pot, everything kind of adds up real quickly. Um, it's kind of a hard sport because it's not like basketball. Like you said, you can't go out and put up, can't go out and put up 100 free throws, 100 three pointers in a day, you know, and, and just work on that technique of my game to get better. Or so for us, it's about kind of standing. I always kind of say pro running and elite running is kind of you're on an edge of a cliff and you've got to stay on that edge. If you, if you go too much, then you fall off the cliff and you're usually hurt or you're, you're overtrained and you're burnout. Or if you're not training hard enough, you're not close enough to the cliff. You're not, you're not going to be at the best. So kind of being able to kind of mix all those pieces into your training and, and understanding your body is a huge factor when it comes to the elite. Now, when you're growing up, and one, one thing um, that a lot of people uh, look at track and field, and, and it's like mythical almost because you don't really know anybody past a certain level that's really doing track and field at a high level. So when you take a look and the importance of you trying to go be a professional, um, how hard is it to find a coach? How hard is it to um, get into the sport? Do you need a large upfront cost? Um, do you need uh, to be ranked a certain place in the world before an agent will approach you? Or how, do, how does one go from becoming an amateur into becoming a professional? Uh, I think success uh, is for sure your, your, your biggest driving factor. Um, when, you're, when you're in college, just having that success uh, – ultimately qualifying for NCAAs and competing for NCAA titles, winning NCAA titles, running fast times ultimately gets you those, like you said, looks by agents and, and connections with the shoe contract. Cause that's what our motor, that's what our biggest um, money is. That's, that's where our income comes from is through shoe contracts. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't have like a team contract. We don't have a, 
you know, association that pays us, like the federation gives you stipends and support for coaching and different things like that. But your, your wagely salary for the year comes from a shoe contract. So that shoe contract's got to, that shoe company's got to believe in you as an athlete, you as a brand, you as an ambassador to what they do. Um, so you, you got to be fast, but you also got to be, you know, a brand for them to want to put, in my case, the swoosh on. So like for me, Nike, Nike saw me as a young athlete who's not only going to compete on the world stage to be the best of the best, but they saw somebody who could, you know, present the Nike brand well um, across the TV, across the, the road races that I'm doing tonight. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it, and, and also there's a lot of its timing. Our sport's not millions of dollars in, in, in money coming through it, so one year you might come out as an athlete, and there's a whole lot of money up for grabs from the companies, and you might come out one year, and, and unfortunately that, that the budgets are tighter this year, and what you might have earned last year just isn't, isn't there. So uh, there's a little bit of luck when it comes to it for sure. Um, you know, when you talk about it, Clayton, um, what do you feel, uh, is there a, an anxiety sometimes with, with newer athletes? Um, because you just explained the financial structure and the compensation structure. If you're getting your money or most of your, what you're, you're, you're sustaining yourself is on, you know, endorsements like shoe contracts and shoe deals, um, do, at, for younger runners, um, do you find that there is a, I was looking at, uh, the Jackie joining Kersey story. And they talked about how she was at, uh, I believe UCLA and she basically like had quit running because she needed to sustain herself and was working at a bank. She had a like full-time job, stopped running for like two years almost. Um, and then eventually got back in it. Cause somebody, you know, her husband, uh, you know, kind of coerced her to get back into it because he was a trainer and a coach. Do you find that, you know, given your financial restraints, that a lot of people who who think about becoming a pro um, think about money and financial situations and it kind of affects that whether they can do running full time? It's huge. Uh, the the mental side of, of our sport is incredible. Uh, not only just the, the competitive side of it and training alone and going out there and pushing your body to the limit, just the just for you as an athlete to get the most out of your body is, is mentally challenging enough. And then you add the layer of factor of, of I've got to do this sport to, to support myself and support my family and put food on the table. Just adds a whole nother level to it. Um, I mean, in instance, like, I don't know if you're familiar at all. I watched World Championships at all, like the situation with Devin Allen and, and how a hundredth of a second um, after the gun went off disqualified him from the 110 hurdles from potentially competing for a gold medal. Uh, I mean, there's, easily to say that's a million dollar loss for him between bonuses and marketing and um different things that that he missing out on because he didn't get to run in the the world championship final in his home stadium and and go out and and on his way to philadelphia eagles to become a wide receiver in nfl in one of his last pro races i mean he was disqualified by a hundredth of a second and and misses out on on tons and tons of financial gains that he could have been um so our sport if it comes down to a thousandth of a second to win a thousandth of dollars. I mean, it really is. Um, and a lot of times there's not a, it's not like Devin, you know, it's not like it's a game seven series where he can come back, you know, in seven days and do it again. Um, there's no, like, there's no second round. It, it's, it's, it's one and done in our sport a lot of times. Can you explain that too? Like a lot of people, I'm like, hold on. So he, he didn't get disqualified for leaving too early. He gets disqualified for leaving too late. Uh, no, so he got qualified, disqualified for technically leaving too early. So in our sport, there's what's called the reaction time rule that World Athletics, the governing body of World Track and Field, put in place in 
decades ago at this point that supposedly the human body can't react faster than a tenth of a second to the gunshot. And so they tried to eliminate people jumping the gun or guessing the gun and getting a, gaining an advantage from it. So they put in this um, one-tenth of a second rule after the gun fires, you're not allowed to technically react sooner. And there's pressure sensors in the blocks. And unfortunately for Devin and, and two other sprinters on that night, um, they reacted technically faster than in, in a tenth of a second. And in Devin's case, only a hundredth of a second under that tenth of a second. Oh and um, that ultimately disqualifies you. There's a lot of gray area with that. Uh, World Athletics had came out years ago and said that, that really it's really a half-tenth of a second. So they never changed the rule to follow up what their research said. And they came out and said that ultimately it's the judge's decision to, to either disqualify or, you know, let the athlete run. And um, so there's a whole lot of wow. weird officiating gray areas that come with that rule. But it's really unfortunate that the athlete who has a great start and technically does not break any rules when it comes to false starting can be disqualified for for a hundredth of a second difference when to the naked eye and to pretty much any slow motion, there, there was no advantage gained by Devin compared to his competitors. Uh, now you, you are running, you are running tonight, correct? Um, tell us a little about the, uh, the race that you're running here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and if anybody wants to uh, partake and, and take, you know, come down and look at it um, and just watch you guys, uh, you know, where would that be? And give us a little information on that. Yeah, so it's called the Guardian Mile. Um, I believe the, the pro races kick off around 8 o'clock, and I believe there's some community races and some other um, like elite races happening, I think, around 6, 7 o'clock. Those kind of kick off, too. Um, if you had the Guardian Mile or whatever, I think if you just Google Guardian Mile, I think they have, they have a full site with, with all the details of, of where to watch us. It goes across that Guardian Bridge downtown, and, and um, there's some of the best athletes in the world. One of the guys just competed at world championships in the 1500. So he's one of the best guys in the U S uh, last year, they ran 349 for, for a full mile in this race last year. So it's, it's a really fast race with a lot of good guys from all over the, uh, all over the U S coming to downtown Cleveland to, to race on the streets. And it's a lot of fun, um, to, to watch a road mile and, and watch us kind of push the limits of what the human body can do. Clayton, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Um, let us let everyone know where they, they can catch your YouTube channel uh, and, and and learn about any other races that you'll be in uh, on television or here in the Cleveland area. Yeah, so I, I pretty much keep up with everything on Instagram, Clayton Murphy. Um, I post everything of like what's coming up, what's going on. Um, then over on YouTube, just Clayton Murphy on YouTube as well, and kind of keep those uh, posted with where I'm going to be competing and, and what I'm going to be doing in upcoming races and and things behind the scenes. So those are the best way to stay connected and kind of and follow my journey throughout the year. I appreciate you, man. Hey, good luck tonight, and we'll be following up with you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, man. That was Clayton Murphy, uh, Olympic bronze medalist, uh, you know, Northeast Ohio guy. Um, if you can, get down and watch that um, today. And traffic will be blocked off a little bit. So the, that, you bridge, know, that, that bridge is out of, out it's of commission. It's going to be shut out for four hours, baby. So... It, it's going to be fun. I want to see that packed four deep. I'm excited. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 